0: It's time for episode 21 of the Scout Trailblazers podcast, and this week is a special one because I've got two Fergusons with me uh, talking about their books, Sam and his Talking Gun, which issue two is out today the day this is released on Wednesday. So be sure to get to your store and get that. And also be sure you get the first issue. If you can't get it at your local shop, uh, James always wants me to say, be sure to go to scoutcomics.com and go to the store, and you're very likely to get it there. So let's see. Let's start off with Drew. You're the, the writer. Is that right, Drew? That is right. Okay. And Lee, who I've talked with before. Um, <laughs> as an artist, how are you doing, Lee? good how about you good good now drew is before we started record i asked you this is your first comic right
1: yeah
2: yep first ever comic i've got like a book of short stories but first comic yeah
0: oh great now are you a um a fan of comics have you been for a while oh yeah i just yeah i
2: grew up reading comics (laughs) like it was my job so it feels very natural to start writing (laughs) i guess
0: because your dad being a comic artist that kind of came natural Runs in the family. Yeah, very good. Very good. Okay, Lee, let's let's talk about you. Why don't you tell people what stuff you have done previously so people know your credentials?
1: Oh wow. Um, <laughs> which ones do you
0: <laughs> which ones do you want to mention or do you want people to know about? Let's go with that.
1: Uh, you know, I, I did uh let's see, I did Flash Gordon, I did uh the first thing I did was uh an X-Men icons uh chamber mini series back in the day. Uh, bounced around a lot. I did a Black Canary wedding planner, um, Flash Gordon a few years ago, uh, which was in my bucket list of stuff I wanted to get to. So it was good to get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a run of, D- of children's books for a uh, DC that had like the Flash and Superman and Supergirl and Batgirl and all that in there. Uh, so yeah, I covered a lot of bases. Uh, got to do Dungeons and Dragons a few years ago with uh, Sal Buscema inking. So that was that was another good time. Just getting to work with Sal and getting to meet him. Mm-hmm. Oh, all kinds of all kinds of stuff in between.
0: So you got lots of credentials uh, (laughs) on your resume. That's good. That's unlike your son, who this is your first Mm -hmm. one. So let's Mm -hmm. let's talk to Drew about that. Being exposed to comics as you have been, and being an experienced reader and stuff like that. Where did the idea for is Talking Gum come from?
2: (laughs) This one it was kind of just weird. I just had an idea in a notebook, or not a notebook, but like you know, every writer's got that you know, blank page of ideas of just like two or three sentences. Mm -hmm. And for Sam and a talking gun, it was just a talking gun. And I had a day where I just, I didn't know what to write. So I decided to just try to tackle that. And I wrote that issue that day, the first issue.
0: Wow. Very cool. Because, you know, I, I, this makes me think of the fact that the one of the websites that I've been helping with, they put a little like a a word balloon. And the the first one I did had to do with had somebody with a gun shooting and they actually put a word balloon out of the, gun and i was like mm-hmm. and when i saw this book i went that reminded me of that i said oh man <laughs> I mean, you probably didn't never saw that in your life but that that's what reminded mm-hmm. me anyway so I, I i'm just curious i mean a talking gun
1: mm-hmm.
0: where did that come from i mean as far as like a gun that speaks i mean i know musicians who say that their instruments talk to them and good things like, right. like that. Is that kind of what you're aiming for with this
2: Well, originally, I was thinking about doing a book with a uh, talking sword, actually, but I felt like that had been done a lot, and there was really nothing super new I had to add to that. So I just thought of, well, what's a modern sword? And that would be a gun, you know? So I just sort of... Took that and ran with it
0: then. Okay. Well, why don't I, at this point, I'm going to read the review or the uh, summary of what it's about from the scoutcomics.com so people have an idea what we're talking about. It says, Sam stands in a room full of bodies, blood, and broken things. There's only one thing on his mind. There's only one thing that matters, Colt. His brother, blood or not. Colt who put a bullet through the only other person Sam had left. Colt who broke Sam's mind and left the shattered pieces in a locked room. But Sam is back. He and his talking gun. And no matter the cost, no matter the consequence, Colt has to pay. A very uh, dramatic, I think, (laughs) description, which I really like. Now, I am a big fan of crime drama and things like that. And so I was very taken with this story. And, of course, luckily, I was able to read the second issue, so I have a a good idea. And I, the one thing I don't want to do is spoil stuff (laughs) so when we might hint at stuff that's going Mm -hmm. on so it's kind of interesting to me you know because in crime dramas that i'm familiar with killing is the number one thing and of course sam is an assassin we and we Mm -hmm. come discover but let's just say that sam is not getting killed in the process which is a change from what i'm used to I'm curious Drew as to why you you wanted to go this route instead of Sam of course we got to write the issues you got to have Sam around but mm. it's interesting as far as not having him get killed you know and that right. that's very different for a crime drama killing is usually the <laughs> the first resort so why <laughs> go this way in this book
2: part of it is honestly like I'm not I'm not overly familiar with the crime drama genre overall so there's not a lot I feel like I don't have a lot of influence there. I'm just sort of trying to do what I felt like best served these characters. And I felt like what best served this here is Sam not dying in that first issue mm-hmm. necessarily right away because Colt loves his mind games. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, you'll see more with Colt as it goes. But Colt just sort of loves feeling like he's in power. And I I feel like keeping, you know, not necessarily knowing Sam's not
0: dead there, but leaving him bleeding out on the floor there. Colt has a little bit of power there, he feels like, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Now I'm going to ask Lee some of these same questions, but I'm going to ask you: Is Sam based on anybody that you know, or is he a complete uh, fabrication from your mind? Um, I wouldn't say he's necessarily based on anybody specific. No, he's he's sort of a he's sort of his own thing. Yeah. Okay, because some people, you know, I I always tell the Mouse Guard story. I interviewed David Mm -hmm. Peterson from Mouse Guard and I asked him, I said, are the characters based on like King Arthur and his round table? (laughs) And he said, no, they're based on my friends because they're Mm -hmm. all I know how my friends act. So knowing that these characters are my friends, I could, you know, write them that way. It's harder, I think, to come up Mm -hmm. with a brand new character. Yeah. And get him in there. Was was that, especially your first time, was that a challenge to you? It's sort of a bit of both. Because for me, when I write a character, it's not
2: necessarily my friends, but a lot of times I'll have an actor in mind for them, for like their mannerisms and how they speak, and I have a lot easier time. Because Colt, Colt was sort of modeled originally after Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. and it made it easier for me to understand how Colt was going to act in certain situations. Mm-hmm. But Sam, yeah, Sam wasn't. So Sam, I feel like is definitely a little harder to – Right. Not necessarily just because he's the main character and, you know, things he does tend to be a little surprising sometimes, but
0: just because there's no one he's really modeled after. Yeah. Okay. Now, of course, this is going to sound like a silly question. (laughs) Is the gun based off of anybody?
2: Originally, the gun's voice was uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, really? I just made us chuckle, yeah.
0: Oh, really? That's interesting. Okay, that that's fascinating. So when I read the book, I'm going to have to make sure I, I, I hear his voice. <laughs> man, that's, that's great. That's a great way to do that. Of course, that's, you know, that man makes a living doing those kinds of things. So it, he does. it's a perfectly natural choice for that. That's great. Now, Lee, let's talk with you a little bit. But I want to ask you some of the same questions because you're gonna, we're going to approach it from an art angle. As far as a crime drama goes, I, I think that you bring a really interesting – Uh, perspective to this book and it really, it doesn't feel like normal crime drama to me. It's got a more artistic feel to it. Was that something Lee? you wanted to give this sort of a, uh, a more artsy feel to it?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, I I always like to kind of experiment and come at things from a different angle than like, you know, the previous thing I did and I want to try to fit whatever I'm doing to whatever the story is. And uh, this story, you know, uh, you've read two and then three and four, it, it goes places. Um, So I wanted the art to kind of reflect, you know, some of the time jumps and the mood and some of that stuff uh, and do it clearly. Um, So that was kind of built in right from the ground up is that the art had to, fit all the different modes it needed to fit for the storytelling, you know?
0: I'm not completely familiar with all of your stuff. Have you drawn crime drama before?
1: Um, No, not really. Um, No,
0: mm-hmm. nope. Okay, so you guys are, this is a new territory for both of you.
1: Yeah. yeah, yep.
0: Very cool, very cool. Now, of course, I asked Drew this as from a, a writing perspective. How about from an art perspective? Is Sam based on th- the way he looks? Is he based on anybody that you know
1: No, nope.
0: Wow. So he's completely original. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Because, you know, there's so many times I I look at comics and I I recognize the face and I didn't recognize the face, which is why I'm asking, (laughs) Mm. is uh, people make them look like actors. And sometimes I think that really distracts. And so.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think it can take you out of it sometimes. Yeah.
0: So I, I was glad that you didn't do that because he looks like a character would in a crime drama, let me say. So that's great, but he doesn't look like actors that I know. So on that way, it really worked well. And, of course, I'm going to ask the same silly question. Is the gun based on any gun, like a real gun? Or is this – What do you know – what's the make and model of this gun, by the way? Do you know?
1: Uh, it's kind of a three fifty seven Magnum, but it's been – tweaked and adjusted just like with the uh, handle and a couple things just to kind of give it its own flavor. But, you know, at its base, it's it's a Magnum. Okay.
0: What about, what about Colt?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, Woody Harrelson was in the back of our minds. Uh-huh. I didn't really want to like ape Woody's face yeah. or anything, but yeah. uh, you know, just the, the expressions he can throw out there and all I did want some of that mad gleam in his eye mm-hmm. that you, you get from like the good Woody Harrelson stuff, you know? So.
0: That's very cool. Uh, now, one of the things I noticed there's a web store exclusive cover that looks like a painting and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with it. Was that you doing that or is that somebody else?
1: No, uh, that one was by um, I
0: believe it's Stephen Russell Black. Yeah, yeah. Because I was wondering, you know, the, the the easy thing would be to make Sam look like Drew. It would seem, <laughs> and I and I've, I, you know, I, I like Andrea who uh, Molinari who does the Shepherd. You know, he, mm. he the the characters look like it's based on his son. He had a dream about his son, and that got incorporated into the Shepherd. And so I'm I'm always interested to find out if History repeats itself and stuff like that because it's really an interesting uh, thing. About it. I've got to ask you guys though, and maybe we'll start with you, Drew. The the business of a talking gun, mm-hmm. you know, this is of course a mature reader's book. It's not for for kids. No, as far as the the talking gun and stuff like that, what, what's been the reaction to having a talking gun in a crime drama book?
2: Uh, that has definitely been the biggest draw to it. I feel like I feel like that's like the hook into the book. And then if we do our jobs right, the characters keep people invested. The Talking Guns will get them to pick it up, you know. And people seem to be really excited about, is this a book The talking gun? I'm going to buy it.
0: Hmm. That's really hmm. interesting to me because I thought it would be just the opposite. People say, oh, that's silly. A talking gun. <laughs> talking guns. Guns don't talk. But, you know, one of the things I, I noticed right away when the book starts out, and when the gun shoots, there's a, a word balloon, and the word <laughs> balloon says bang on it, which I thought was cool. I mean, it was that whose idea was that? Was that uh, both you guys, or was it uh, Drew? Which one, who came up with that idea of using like a word balloon for that?
2: I believe that was in the script, like for uh, like when it was written, like the sound effects, the gun is as if the gun had
0: a word balloon for bang, and then the other gunshots were effect, like effects. Because mm-hmm. after that, of course. When the time, to- of course, it's a talking gun. It is going to speak, uh, so we're going to see that it's, it uses word balloons when it talks to Sam, and you know mm. that is. I, I like when it talks. To be honest with you, I <laughs> see the, the thing of it is, is that this is kind of. A, it, it, this would be tough to do on television, let's say, mm. but on a comic, it makes abject sense because we're used mm. to word balloons and we're used to. Even objects and dogs, even and you know, and animals talking and stuff like that. So I thought that was a real, uh, and especially in a comic. This is a real perfect place to do this story. I, I, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine doing this. As much as I'd love to see this on television at some point, this would be a great crime drama film or something. But. It would be tough to do. How do you indicate that the gun is speaking? Do you have to zoom in on it all the time? Mm-hmm. So I think you It'll guys, you did the best choice was to have the gun speak the way that it does. And so I, I think, you know, I want to congratulate you on doing that because it works perfectly in the comic genre. This is an ideal premise for a comic book. Thank you. This is great. I, I really like that. So as far as, you know, this is a four-issue miniseries. Is this going to wrap up in the four issues, or might you have some other stories in mind for Sam and his talking gun? We have uh, 12 issues planned right now. Okay. So the first four issues are one storyline, and then you're going to move on to Mm -hmm. others. Yeah, it's planned in like three four-issue arcs, yeah. Okay, very good, very good. So, Lee, as far as uh, creating the art and doing the the style that you did, did you uh, draw from other styles? Because, because, like, let's say the way that the things go, there's use, interesting use of color, interesting use of perspective, and stuff like that on this comic. I think it's really quite brilliant. I have to say, as far as doing. <laughs> Thank you. so, as far as like doing that, I mean, as you, you mentioned before, you wanted to approach it with a different feel to it. Uh, were there other influences like other genres or something that influenced the way that you made the art happen?
1: Hmm. I, you know, I'm trying to think of anything specific and I, you know, I'm always going through all kinds of books, uh, whether it's, you know, art books or, um, you know, I'm big into picking up like, um, art books from like movies or video games or whatever too, and going through and seeing what works and what doesn't. And, uh. Uh, you know, just trying to incorporate different ways to use the color, mm-hmm. um, especially the color in this. Um, but uh, I, I can't point to anything in particular where I went, Oh yeah, that's what we have to do. I just, I throw ideas at drew and he bats them back at me and we kind of chew them over. And then I do the pages and send them to him. And he, you know, tells me if, you know, it makes sense to him or if I went too far off the deep end or something, you know,
2: okay. we had like a bit of a mishmash of uh, things we had like in mind before we started of like different like media, like Kingsman or, you know, John Wick yeah. matrix. Yeah. We had some, some ideas in place for like how I wanted things to feel, but there wasn't, especially other with
1: the action. Said. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like how the action had to flow like those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now let me, I got to ask you of course, about the, the expressions because two things I judge a comic art on are, uh, uh, the character expressions and the action. And the actions just pops off the page to me. But I particularly wanted to talk about the expressions. Because Sam, his expressions, <laughs> they're really amazing. There's, there's one time when he's looking and he's got this sort of, he put, punches through a wall. And the look on his face is rather, gosh, I, I don't know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. he's kind of like non-plus doing – even though he's punching through a wall and you'd think he'd be going, ow. <laughs> you know, he's not. He's just kind of staring like, hmm, kind of a look to it. So I really think as far as – and that's why I was asking, why, is he based on somebody? Because I thought the use of the expressions was – I mean, Lee was just spectacular as far as –
1: Well, drew, drew in the script does a really good job of indicating like – You know, he doesn't say like, this is the face he's making, but he tells you what the characters are feeling Mm -hmm. or, and then I think his dialogue backs it up too. you know, like Sam is a guy, you know, he's, he doesn't waste a lot of time with a lot of words, you know, where Colt runs his mouth all the time and Sam doesn't talk a lot, but Drew's script always has a lot of stuff uh, about, you know where this character's coming from or what he's feeling right now, you know? So it, it makes it a lot easier to get the expression matched up, right. When you know exactly how they're supposed to feel and you're not just kind of winging it on like a line of dialogue or something. Hmm. Uh, I, I really like having that in a script where, you know, you're in the character's head, and you, then it's your job to get that on the page, you know, as the artist. So
0: that's cool. I, I got to ask you then: Did you do a lot of preparation in writing the script? Uh, did you, you know, take courses on how to write comic scripts? Because that's pretty advanced writing as far as a comic goes. I, that's pretty good. How did you do that, Drew?
2: Uh, I just sort of I, I don't know. I just I don't know how to not write. So I just write a lot. So I just—I don't know—I just sort of throw my head against the wall until something comes out that I don't like absolutely hate. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I never really necessarily took like a course or like looked up, you know, looked it up looked it up a lot. But I read some other comic scripts uh, and sort of figured out like mechanically how it's supposed to work, like just with the panel breaks and stuff like that, and figured out how I wanted to best do it.
1: Hmm. And he's always been a big reader since he was really little. I mean, he's always been a reader of everything, not just comics, but, you know, anything you put in front of him, he would read, you know, so that he's got a big foundation, you know, with, with all the books he's read, you know, comics and otherwise. It also
2: helps that we're just, you know, we're related. So it, it's pretty easy for us to talk stuff back and forth. And <laughs> yeah. we're on the same page pretty generally. Like, it's, it's rare. There's something and we're not understanding what the other is saying or, you know, how we're coming about something.
0: Because it, it has like a movie feel. On many levels. I mean, as far as, I mean, Lee, as far as doing the art, you know, is uh, there, there's one panel in particular that I, I remember where they're jumping uh, across rooftops. Oh and boy, God. did that feel like a uh, a movie uh, panel to me. I, I just, that was a super well done thing. It's, it's the 12 years ago in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. And the two of them are jumping across a thing. And man, you know, they always say that comics are like still pictures, but you have to imply the action. And when I looked at that, I really felt the movement of them jumping from one rooftop to another. I just, that was really, really well done. Of course, the bullets are flying all over them and stuff like that. (laughs) The Bird trying to get away and stuff too. It really does. I mean, my brain automatically filled in all the, the movement before and after. So I really wanted to say that. That one in particular, you know, I was talking about action and stuff, sequences, and how important they are, especially in a comic. I just thought that one right there was a perfect example of how you did the book visually. It's just a great Mm. great job.
1: (laughs) Thanks. That was probably the one that took us the longest to get nailed down, wasn't it, Mm -hmm. Drew? I think I went through a million sketches on that before uh – before we got it right you know just because it had to have that feel the movement with the logo behind them and all it just mm. compositionally it it had a lot that had to be in the right spot you know well, boy, very
2: you- early on we, we made like a decision to like all the action sequences were two page spreads so like it felt like almost like you're pulling out to imax or something like there's something different about the action pages you flip the page and you know this is an action page because of the way the page is formatted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: really great i mean I, that was that, I, that there could be a poster as far as i'm I'm convinced that would be, I'd like that in my wall and stuff like that. Well, I've got to ask about the guns and stuff like that, because, you know, I've had roommates who own guns. And since I never had anything to do with the gun, they, they took me to a shooting range one time and I actually got to shoot a gun. And of course he gave me one with a lot of kick to it and just. <laughs> bang and it was like it almost hit me in the head when it when it uh recoiled and stuff like that as far as making the guns realistic and stuff like that and how they how that works in the art well i'm sure in the writing too you have to be aware of what's going to happen how did you do that are, are you familiar with that did you have to you know did you did you watch video of it how did you get the guns to look so realistic
1: oh i mean you know i mean one this it's, it's America. So they're, <laughs> the, they're the place to see, you know, like you turn on a TV and they're on everything, you know, so you kind of get an idea for the, the feel and the impact and stuff. Um, and, and you know, I've shot them, I've shot guns a couple times. Okay. Um, I'm not a, I'm not really a big gun guy. Right. Um, but, uh, but I've been to a shooting range a couple times. And so you kind of get the idea of how certain things feel. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, tough thing to translate, mm-hmm. you know, as best you can. So it's nice to hear that it did, you know, because it's, it's kind of tough to get that across on a, on a static page, you know? Well, um, well
0: doing that and having that experience really helped me understand yeah. how the gun would, would move and, and react and stuff like that. So I, I thought that was really well done. Of course that's critical, you know, I think in, in the storytelling of this, the gun, you know, it sounds silly to say, but you have to get the gun movement and the adjustment of it, you know, realistic or else it'll look kind of, you know, it'll look silly, you know, Mm -hmm. if you don't do it right. But it it came across super serious to me and I just, you know, I, I couldn't take my eyes off what was going on because I was just... You know, guns are dangerous things. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you want it to feel that way. You don't mm. want it to feel like too cartoony or anything, you know, and that was the tricky balance with all of it, you know. And, so.
0: and it's a talking gun. That, that's <laughs> yeah, Exactly. You know, you, you, you cannot make this too silly or else mm-hmm. it's going to not fly but it really works i mean it really does and you know if somebody hasn't shot a gun you know more power to you i think that's a you know a great experience to have but i wanted to know what it was like and that has helped me especially in, in watching crime drama and doing this and reading this book it, it helped me because i really felt the urgency of when the gun was involved so mm-hmm. I, I think you guys did a beautiful job on that It was just fantastic just terrific so okay so issue number two is out today do you know when issue number three is going to be coming
1: out i think that one is the end of may yeah i think it's may 31st Uh, yeah i'm working on colors for that right now so it should be going to get lettered next week probably here okay um but uh yeah i think then the last one is uh july right drew the end of july Yep. yeah okay Or the last one for this arc yeah
0: very good very good it's not monthly it's kind of when when it's ready is that how you guys are approaching this
1: uh, every other month, I mean, every other month, okay. yeah. There'll be a little break between uh, the first volume and the second one, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, the, are you used to doing the colors, Lee? As far as that goes, because most artists are great at drawing figures and stuff like that, but the coloring is often left to somebody else. But I just thought you did a, a, again this amazing job on the colors. You know,
1: it's <laughs> good to hear because I stress about them a lot.
0: <laughs> it really does. I mean, there's a page where it's red, white, and blue. And I looked at it, and I was like, wow, that is just amazing, the color of that. You know, it, it's almost a yeah. use of patriotic colors, oddly enough. <laughs> but the, the top thing is where the, the one guy's getting killed, and there's blue in the night sky below. And it's almost even shaped like a flag. That's the interesting thing about that page. <laughs> so it just – see, those kind of creative things really – I. I, I i was so happy reading this book you know i, I love crime drama that you know you've got me as the moment you start to do that but the, the creativity <laughs> with which you guys approached the characters and the writing and the dialogue and even the realistic use of the guns and things like that i it really is a special book in that sense i just you know if if you know something about these things it, it, it's even more impressive You know, if you don't know much about it, I'm sure it's, it's, it's gripping to read. But since I knew a couple of things about this, I was even more impressed going like, wow. When I, I'd turn the pages, I'd be like, that's amazing. I was so glad I got to read the second one. I was, uh, let me tell you, <laughs> the second one's a really great book, too, so I highly encourage it. But uh, I just want to let you guys know, I thought, this, uh, is this your first collaboration, the two of you together? Uh, first published one, yeah. Okay, because uh, it really works. I mean, it, it really sparkles is the term I like to use for it because it's, <laughs> it's just great. And, you know, I I, I desperately want to spoil stuff. But I'm not. I'm not going to because the second issue has some things going on in it that I that someday down the road I'd love to talk with you guys some more about because there's some really interesting mm-hmm. things going on. But I am not going to spoil. I'm going to stick to uh, hinting. <laughs> but let's just say that Sam, we we get to understand a lot more about Sam with the second mm-hmm. issue. Uh, first issue was kind of a setup as to the, the situation, but then we get to understand him a lot more. And the second issue, which I really liked, and I I have to – again, that makes this character breathe to me. I feel like I know the character, Mm -hmm. which – and, you know, the whole – I'm starting to feel like I know the gun, too. That's the interesting part. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely
2: the goal of that issue is (laughs) slowing it down and sort of bringing the characters into it a little bit more once the hook was there.
0: Yeah, just super well done. I just, I just, I, if you have not gotten to Sam and his talking gun, I have to highly encourage you to get it, especially today. Get the second issue. If you can't get the second issue, like I said, go to the store on the Scout Comics website. And I, as I look at it, they still have the first issue there. Some of them are sold out. There was a, a, a CGC version uh, that was a 9.8 that's gone already. Mm-hmm. So you, you might want to hurry <laughs> to get those things. There's also an ash can that uh, I think will, that helps us. It's got several of the, the pages from the first issue. So it, it's just, uh, I, I can't praise this book highly enough. I just, I, being a crime drama guy as I am, and you guys have just, just I went to it kind of a little nervous about it, but I came away <laughs> a big fan. I just think that this book, if you like crime dramas like I do, or if you enjoy artwork the way that it's done i think the whole book it's it's that great marriage of, of great writing and great art that just you know that makes the comics format so worth it to me and i just think that the two of you have done so, so well with this book it's just great stuff
1: appreciate hearing that yeah definitely
0: let me ask you then drew right have you got other projects going on or is this kind of this going to keep you busy for a while uh, this is
2: definitely keeping me busy but i've definitely got a lot of other books that i'm, I'm working on Okay, so we might
0: see some other stuff from you before long. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Okay, and of course, the artist takes a lot longer than the writer, <laughs> as you guys I'm sure very familiar with. Uh, Lee, uh, are there other projects you're working on too? Because if you guys have 12 issues in mind for this, this could keep you going for a little while.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, the, last, the last year has been about the busiest I've ever been in my life, uh, and now I finally have my schedule cleared to where – I'm just working on Sam and writing something on my side on the side here, and that's it. And it it feels really nice, you know, to to uh, finally be like focusing on Sam every day now. So, uh, yeah, my schedule has cleared up a little bit, and it's it's a lot easier to manage now.
0: So, is that because of the like the pandemic and stuff like that? Things have started to slow down a little bit.
1: Ah, uh, you know, I, I honestly, uh, I just kind of quit looking for a little while here so uh, I could get these last couple issues of this arc done. Okay. Um, these, I don't want to be pitched for time and, and have to rush them out or anything. I want them to come out on time and, and, uh, look the way they should look. So uh, I'm, I, I'm enjoying just having the time to focus on this now. Super
0: cool. Well, it shows, let me tell you, it's really great. Uh, I, I say that because, uh, the pandemic has if people suddenly discovered they need proofreaders and I'm a proofreader. And so I have been I have been working like I've never worked before. What pandemic? I, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I, Especially I work from home and I do all this stuff. with just so many good things to, to do, mm. more than I could possibly do. So when I heard you say you were really busy, I said, I can relate to that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have done a wonderful job with this book. And again, it's Sam and his talking gun. Issue one has come out. Issue two is out today when this is being released. So I, I highly encourage you. Even if you're not into crime dramas like I am, I think you're going to really enjoy this book because there's a lot of creativity involved with it, and even the title tells you that. So let me tell you, Drew Lee, just keep this up. The Ferguson team is is a great one, and I've got 12 issues in mind. Boy, I hope we get to see all 12. I really want to see them all.
1: Yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same here.